Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zesty Zoipod. In this episode, I'm joined by a very talented, um, inspirational um, businessman or accountant or investor or someone who knows everything about business, my good friend from high school, Nathan Lamb. Hello, Nathan. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Stanley. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. No, no worries. Thanks for being able to do this on quite a short notice. Um, I appreciate you investing some time into this. Um, yeah. Anything for you. Anything for you. Yeah. Um, so let, let's let's get started. Um, I guess, I guess, like given stuff that's happened recently and like the stock market and everything, um, like, like and crypto cryptocurrency like are you into cryptocurrency or is it not earlier to kind of thing as um well i think crypto has definitely evolved over the past couple of years um people used to like think it was a joke like like a lot of major uh names like warren buffett and charles munger like probably the most legendary investors ever um thought it was a bubble and it was something that nobody should be getting into. But I think like um, crypto is pretty interesting because there's, okay. So there's two ways you can think of it. Like one, you can think of it as like a currency. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there are people that are like, there are businesses nowadays, like they're trying like Tesla, for example, announced um, like a month ago or something that they're going to accept cryptocurrency as a payment. And then later on, like, I think this is like this week ago, they started to say, oh, we're not going to accept crypto as a payment uh, anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, or Bit- or I think it was it. Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's kind of hard to make cryptocurrency um, an actual currency, because if you look at like things like Bitcoin and Ethereum, they have a lot of volatility and they don't they can't like stabilize like the US dollar, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you buy like a good service, like you want to know how much you're paying for that good and service, but a Bitcoin, like using Bitcoin to pay for that good and service is, is really hit or miss, right? Like these prices jump within seconds. So obviously like there's a huge debate whether crypto is actually worth doing as a currency. And then there's another thing, which I think, is a more viable use of cryptocurrency is like it's just crypto as an investment right Mm -hmm. um and like i i noticed like obviously the past year especially during the pandemic like bitcoin and like ethereum blew up everyone started talking about it again um and i think it for me my personal opinion is i think it's a pretty good investment if you plan on if it's like a small percentage of your portfolio of your per- personal mm-hmm. investments, because the reason why is that crypto, like cryptocurrencies performances are not dependent. Like they're not affected by like the cyclical cyclicality of the economy. So like, it doesn't matter what's happening in the economy. Basically it's just like crypto will stand on its own. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah. there's no risk of, um, economic risk i guess you could say um if you're investing in crypto so it's nice to have that kind of hedge in your portfolio if it's like maybe like for me personally i'd maybe put like five one to five percent of my portfolio into like cryptocurrency um you know it's nice to have that diversification so i think it's more viable as an investment now especially like the main selling point of like cryptocurrency as an investment is that especially with bitcoin um is that the supply is limited, right? Yeah. And demand will only go up from here. So like everyone thinks that 
there's no like it's pretty hard for Bitcoin to depreciate in value because of because supply is becoming more and more limited as the years go by and you can only get your hands on so many Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin mining is becoming even harder than it than it was before. So yeah. that's really the main selling point of um, things like Bitcoin and Ethereum as an investment. But I think it's pretty decent, but it's I don't think it's a good currency at all. Right. Um, I guess, do, are you personally involved with any cryptocurrencies or are you just like on the sidelines for now? Um, on the sidelines for now, I... Truth be told, I I am pretty broke as a current university student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I would like if I had the capital, I would definitely added like um some cryptocurrency into my portfolio. But right now, I'm just like kind of watching the sidelines mm-hmm. and stuff and just following it. But yeah, it's something I would consider though. Yeah, yeah, I guess kind of similar for me. And yeah, you mentioned uh, I guess Bitcoin and Ethereum, like. Have you ever looked at into like Dogecoin and those that are kind of like quote unquote <laughs> more joke like cryptocurrencies? Like since I guess it's like Elon Musk and other people have been um, hyping it up a bit. Dogecoin, honestly, I think Dogecoin is like yeah, it's 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 just it's a meme. It's kind of a joke. Um, <laughs> like there isn't really a reason. Like there's no like selling point of buying Dogecoin. Like, I guess the only reason why someone would buy Dogecoin is they just did it for fun or they just hoping that Elon Musk, our Lord and Savior, would tweet <laughs> about it and, you know, appreciate the, the value of Dogecoin. But like, yeah, I think it's a joke. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can feel free to invest in it for fun if you want. I mean, I personally don't, I don't really care about that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. Um, yeah, I guess let's just quickly transition over to, I guess, general stocks and investing in that in general. Like, I guess, have you gotten into like, I guess, more like official stocks, the Wall Street stuff? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, like this past year um, was pretty wild. Um, like, obviously, the COVID, like economy, economies around the world, basically, uh, mm-hmm. we're getting dumpstered. Um, but surprisingly, a lot of the market indexes have performed really well during the pandemic, uh, which was absolutely ridiculous because it wouldn't usually doesn't make sense when like you have companies performing really well when the economy is just on the decline. Right. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, you have like lockdowns happening, right. There isn't even a vaccine like a year ago or a couple of months ago, there wasn't even a vaccine yet, right? And mm-hmm. like, and yet the market indexes performed really, really well. Um, and this is really because like, if you think about like the major stock indexes nowadays, like the S&P 500, um, the freaking NASDAQ, right? Um, or even the Dow, like, especially the NASDAQ and the S&P, like they are mainly dominated by tech companies. Mm-hmm. And if you think about, how much of the like how much um i, I would say like how much market share they have in the actually market share is not the right word but like how much they like how much tech companies make up the stock index it's pretty significant i think it was like 30 to 40 percent of the stock indexes so what ended up happening was because these tech companies have like business models that allow them to flourish during like lockdown lockdowns or like a covid um situation 
where businesses can't open, but people are still using like online services like Google, Facebook, Microsoft, and stuff like that. Um, a lot of these tech companies ended up doing really, really well. And because these tech companies did really, really well, these stock market indexes that they were a part of like outperformed expectations by huge margin. Yeah. And like the stock market was performing as if COVID never happened basically. So, mm-hmm. um, I, and also like you have on top of that, you had like a bunch of people with stimulus checks getting to stock investing during the pandemic. And yeah. that was, that also <laughs> contributed to quite a bit of the, uh, the drive in the, in the stock market indexes. Um, but yeah, but obviously, like, you know, that's what happened. And you had the whole GameStop situation. Like, we can talk about that later if you want. Mm-hmm. But, and then, but then obviously now, like, um, it's definitely, the, I think, like, the equity indexes definitely cooled off um, as of recently. And a lot of people are realizing, like, a lot of the valuations for these companies are pretty, like, pretty, pretty much like overvalued. Like it, it, there, there's a little bit of a bubble in the tech tech space right now and mm-hmm. people are realizing it and they're pulling out their money. And then you have these like rookie retail investors who are, who are getting really scared because they see their, their stock prices falling and they just, they're just pulling out. And we had like a, I guess we had like a correction, like some, I think this was like in February or March where like tech stocks were just getting absolutely crushed for the past two months. And then that's where you see like the index is suffering because they make, make they make up a huge portion of the stock indexes. So that's pretty much what's been happening the past year or so. Um, and for me, like what I'm doing is like, I, I'm just pulling my money into tech stocks. Like <laughs> the reason is because like it's depressed right now because like a lot of people are scared that um, like, I don't want to say scared, but like because of the reopenings and whatnot, like people are, you know transferring their wealth to like reopening stocks so like restaurant stocks airline stocks mm-hmm. right like any business that benefits from reopenings they're, they're putting their money into that right now and a lot of people are also worried about inflation um which is projected to be quite enormous this in the next two years because um obviously you have a lot of like st- stimulus being provided by the government and increased consumer spending could be a huge deal. So um, yeah, inflation is a big deal. And a lot of people are pulling their money into like gold and even crypto as a hedge to inflation. So there, that's pretty much what's been, I think those are like the general themes that I've been noticing in the stock market recently. And um, I think it's pretty interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess for me, I personally haven't really gotten into any stocks yet. Like I guess I'm asking you right now, like, do you have any advice for, I guess, a, someone like me, like, how does, how do I start? Like, should I like download an app like Robinhood or something and then get started through that? Or should I just like invest little by little? Um, yeah, um, I can definitely talk about um, start starting the stock market and stuff. I think here's my take on like investing in general. Um, I feel like now a lot of people in like, north america they don't really understand the whole concept of like the time value of money mm-hmm. and it's not really their fault like i would kind of blame it on like the fact that none of this stuff was ever taught in school specifically in elementary and high school um and the idea is like the idea of the time value of money is like money today is worth more than money tomorrow so like to put that in perspective like if i were 
invest a thousand dollars today and I got like a 10% annual return, then like one year later, then I would have $1,100. But then if I invested that money, invested a thousand dollars a year later, then I wouldn't have made that $100. So in a sense, like the opportunity cost there was 100 bucks, right? Yeah. Which you could have made. So in this, in the current era, like, especially back then, actually, no, not in current era, but like back then, and even now, honestly, like a lot of people just had their money in like freaking saving accounts or whatever, right? And they just, they got like, what, a one to 2% interest, like just a very small interest. And, you know, I it's a safe way to put your money into, but like, if you think about it, there's a lot of safer investments out there in the stock market and whatnot that probably have the same amount of risk of you putting your money into the saving account. So like, I guess for you, like, you know, for starters, like people who don't really know what they're doing, like my advice is um, if you don't want to put into, put any money into the stock market yet, like I would obviously suggest like reading books um, like Warren Buffett has a ton of books out there. He also has like a lot of free content online that he, he, um, he offers. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of the best books I've read was Intelligent Investor when I started investing when I was like 16, 17 years old. Um, and I think that really teaches you like a lot about like the basic investing principles that you should know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also heard there was another book called One Up on Wall Street by Peter Lynch. I never read that book. I do have it though. And I do plan on reading it, but apparently it's a really, it's like one of the best books to read out there as well. If you want to get started in stock investing. So like, obviously like gathering knowledge is important. And then in terms of what to do, like actually like where to put your money into, like, okay, so there's two ways you could do it. Like this is the, the first way is you can put your money into like a, a stock index ETF. So like, for example, like the S&P 500 ETF, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so the S&P 500, again, it's like, it's a stock index that composes all like the biggest 500 companies in America. Mm-hmm. And um, if you think about it, the S&P 500 is the American economy, right? The f- best 500 companies in America basically represents the American economy. Mm-hmm. So um, if you, so what, like, let me explain what an ETF is. So an ETF is basically to put in layman terms, it's basically a group of stocks put into one stock. So if you invest in an S&P 500 ETF, you're investing into 500 companies at once by putting your money into one stock, which Mm -hmm. is the S&P 500 ETF, right? So um, essentially, if you think about it, right? So these, these, the the S&P 500 ETF has like an annual return of like seven to 8% a year, right? And if you invest, if you think about it, you're also investing into the American economy. You're buying a piece of the American economy, right? right? So if you really weigh the pros and cons of like, should I invest in an S&P 500 ETF or should I put my money into a savings account? The savings account, maybe one to 2% annual return. An S&P 500 ETF, seven to 8% annual return, right? Yeah. And, and okay, now, now someone might argue like, oh, there's a risk, like stock market, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like um, risk in investing in the stock market, right? Like it can depreciate, it can appreciate in value and so on. Okay. But like at the same time, it's the same, th- it's the same thing for your savings account. The interest rate on your savings account will always change, right? Because the government will always 
could always raise or lower interest rates. But if you think about like the American economy, if you, if you just go on Google, you bring up the chart in the American economy, like, and think about how much it's grown the past 50 years, right? Like it's yeah. never, it's like one of the, it's one of the most developed countries in the world. Like, could you really go wrong with that? And additionally, to put that into, to, to, to add more to, you know, investing in an, an S&P 500 ETF, the stock market is rigged, right? People like to say that, like, when they're, like, skeptical of investing in stock market because it's rigged. It is rigged for a reason, right? Like, if you think of central banks and the government, they're trying to stabilize and grow their economy. And they have, they have a bunch of tools they can implement to rake, quote unquote, rake the stock market. That's what people like to use, right? But like, it's literally rigged in your favor. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you can't lose money, but like the chance of you losing money is so small because you, like if the only way you lose money by investing in S&P 500 ETF is if the economy crashes and burns. When's the last time you heard the the US economy crashing and burning? You know, yeah, like, I mean? like, I guess for like two weeks last year, but basically after that, it's back to normal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and even then, like it recovered so quick, like even after the 2008 financial crisis, even after the great depression, like the American economy still rebounded and appreciated for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I feel like a lot of people, like they're missing out by putting their money into the savings account, you know? So my advice is like, you know, if you're new to this, just look into like different type of stock indexes you can invest into. Um, and once you get better with like, once you start to understand more about like the basic investing principles, um, you could start to invest into individual stocks. Yeah. But what I wanted to lay out is like the whole idea of the time value of money is like you, in a sense, you're, you're losing out on the opportunity of making money by putting it into a savings account basically mm-hmm. but i mean it's not a bad idea to have some cash in your savings account and some cash in, um like you should have some cash on the sidelines in case of emergencies or you want to make more investments but a portion of that wealth should be transferred into like the stock market in my opinion or real estate or some sort of um asset that can return um higher than one percent you know whatever whatever the freaking savings rate is right so yeah but once you get better like individual stocks are pretty um good idea but you got to do a good amount of research to understand these companies Mm -hmm. i see yeah so i guess i guess in order to i guess start investing like do you recommend like do it like an app or something or like do oh yeah i guess yeah um, i forgot to mention about that so for the brokerages, um, you can always like, I'm be honest, I, I personally think the Canadian brokerages kind of suck. Um, because <laughs> um, so some of the American ones, like Ameritrade, um, like they, they do like, they don't charge fees for making trades, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice. Um, but I would say like, yeah, you can start with like, I think some of the good ones are like Quest Trade um, as a brokerage. Well, simple. Well, simple is yeah. I, well, simple is a pretty interesting brokerage because they they're really targeted at like beginner investors. So I guess you could give that a shot. I I know I think they don't charge commission fees for ETF trades, so that's pretty nice. 
mm -hmm. um, for beginner investors like you. So I guess like well simple would be okay for like beginner investors. Um, Crush oh, trade. Oh, what do you mean by like beginner investors? Like there's different, I guess, apps and stuff for brokerages for like different um, levels. Yeah. So technically it doesn't matter what brokerage you use. It just comes down to like the commission fees you're willing to pay. Mm -hmm. But like, well, simple, like I think they have something called like a robo advisor that basically gives you advice and stuff on what to invest in. And this is more, much more catered to like a beginner investors. It's like, you can, you can like basically tell, I'm not sure how this works, but I'm assuming the way it works is like you, you would tell the app how much risk you're willing to tolerate and that robo advisor would give you investment advice or something based off the, the amount of risk you're willing to tolerate um, in your investment portfolio. But I'm not sure, like you probably have to look into that one yourself, but like they, a lot of their marketing has definitely been targeted at beginner investors mm -hmm. for well simple. Okay, but I, I think the most important thing is like um, when you start off investing, open a TSFA um, and max that out like put in like every year you'll have like a amount of contribution you can put into your tfsa which is mm -hmm. basically means that your capital gains won't get taxed yeah. right um and you can open a tfsa with like um any brokerage really um and the most important thing to look out for is really the commission fees right if you want like if you're just trading like etfs like obviously go with question well simple because i'm pretty sure both brokerages don't um, charge commission fees but if you're like looking to trade options or whatever or um, you know more like more complicated products then you should look into the the way they um, the commission fees that they charge you based on the products you're trading um, mm -hmm. so I would recommend yeah as for, as for beginners like quest trade and well simple the way to go you can always go to like RBC or something like that or even like an interactive brokers um, but um, I think Questrade is, from my research that I've done on the different brokerages, I think Questrade was the best one. Okay, like the cool. best brokerage. Yeah. Not even just for beginner investors, but like for investors in general. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah, cool. Thanks for the advice and information. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess since we're still in the investing and money stuff, I guess we could start talking about NFTs. Like, um, yeah, I've, I've did some research. I've looked around at what it was, and like for you, do you think NFTs are worth it, or is it just like, <laughs> just buying nothing? Um, I'm honest. Like, I I had this conversation so many times when during my internship. Mm -hmm. So, um, here's what I think. I think NFTs are so weird to me. Like, I don't really have an opinion on like whether you should invest in it or not, but I think like it's so like i just don't see the value in nfts and be honest with you like i guess it's like not not a lot of people have accepted nfts to be that valuable yet obviously there are some people that do they paid i, I swear to god like every week i see articles you know spending mil people spending millions of dollars on nfts mm -hmm. um is it a good investment i have no idea i genuinely don't know um but personally i feel like it's pretty surreal. Like I remember like there was someone that spent a lot of money on a LeBron highlight or something. Yeah. Like NBA top shop. Yeah. I, I didn't really understand the value in it. Like I get it. It's the original, but like, 
like yeah that's, that's dude, you know like you can easily like search up that highlight on youtube watch it and you're like oh like because that's the entertainment value right like you just watch the highlight for like 10 seconds and the value there's no more entertainment value because you already watched it so like so after that like what other value is there into that highlight you know what i mean yeah so that's <laughs> why i'm not really a fan of NFT or it's more like I haven't accepted NFTs yet. Maybe over time I will, but yeah, that's really my opinion. I guess like, I, I think they're really weird. I think it's, I would never pay for an NFT in all honesty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree too. Like pretty waste for me for, for now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, um, uh, I guess I guess our final topic that we could talk about is I guess badminton since you're basically um basically coached me in badminton when I was trying out and you are probably the best player I've ever known to play badminton. So <laughs> how have you been keeping up with that in your day-to-day life in the pandemic? Uh, thank you. Um well no. Um I actually so actually no, I have. Um but this was like last summer when like things were getting better in toronto uh, and like I some see. of the courts were opening up obviously like with a stay-at-home order and like during the winter i i didn't even touch my racket um mm-hmm. like i have kept up with it in school though like i joined the varsity team um in th- my third year and um i trained and i per- participated in tournaments as usual it was pretty fun getting back into it because i i literally took like a five-year hiatus from badminton yeah. so um yeah i mean it was, I mean, I'm probably going to get back into it in, like, this summer, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything is so, like, uncertain right now. But, um, yeah, and probably I will join the team, join the varsity team again um, nice. in my last year. So, you know, um, that's that. And I hope, I hope um, the gyms open up in McMaster because if they don't, then um, – I might have to retire from badminton once more. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Have you been watching like as pro play recently? Um. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of watched the latest tournament. Um. I think it was like the All England or whatever. And, but the thing was, the thing is, like, they canceled a lot of the tournaments during the pandemic, so it was mm-hmm. hard. There wasn't anything to watch really. But, um. Yeah. I there was one recently. I think it was in February or March or whatever. Um. And yeah, I mean, it, it looked, I feel like the skill level kind of went down a bit though, because everyone, like all the pro players, like they were just sitting at their homes. Like they probably weren't able to practice as much. Mm-hmm. And um, some of them had to like quarantine a bunch when they were um, <clears throat> traveling. So um, I imagine like the skill level kind of went down a little bit, but I'm pretty sure like they'll be back into form within a couple of months when things get better. Yeah, um, I guess final thing before we end off this podcast. Um, I guess do you have any predictions for the Olympics? For I guess there's a badminton. I guess like who do you think is gonna get the gold? It, wait, is are they even still doing it this year? Like, is this is it still happening? The 2021 Tokyo Olympics. Uh, well, as of now, it is. <laughs> so, oh, so really? I, okay. I assume if it is badminton, is but. Okay. Anything um, could happen at any time. Yeah. You know what? Let's just see. Assuming that it does happen, um, I think, like, 
my predictions, I obviously think Kento Mimosa is probably going to win men's singles. Mm-hmm. Um, for men's doubles, probably going to be like Kim Sanjaya Sukumoyo and um, Marcus Fernaldi Gideon. Um, and then um, for what, what else there? I don't really watch women's singles, women's doubles or mixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, women's singles, I couldn't make a prediction, but I don't really watch it as in detail. But I would say it's probably going to be, um, I'm just going to say, um, what was the Spanish girl's name again? Uh, fuck, Carolina. Everyone, yeah, Carolina Marin. Yeah. <laughs> I think she and she probably will win the Tokyo Olympics. Um, yeah. But those are my I three see, predictions for the ones I watch. The other three, I don't know. Um, that Or the other two, I don't know. But So yeah. not China anymore. Yeah, China, I mean, I think they'll come back, but Japan is dominating, man. Like, Japan is, yeah. like, on the rise. I mean, they're, they're, they're not even on the rise. They're on top, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, like, we've seen um, we've seen Indonesia still, like, in the picture. But those two, I think those two uh, nations are probably, like, the best right now in badminton. China, China's got some good players, though. They, mm-hmm. They've definitely, they've yeah. definitely um, are on the rise again, but and we've got to give them some time. They they hired a new head coach, so you know we gotta let that marinate a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Um, I guess that wraps up this current episode of the Zesty Soy Pod. Once again, thank you, Nathan, for joining and spreading your knowledge, like dropping a hint of your vast financial knowledge all over this current episode. And yeah, I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate uh, being on on this podcast. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can have you back again, talk a bit more about more finance, stocks, stuff like that, and maybe more other stuff outside of that. But sure. Yeah. Um, for now, um, thank you everyone for watching this episode, listening to this episode of the Zesty Zoi Pod. Um, stay zesty, everyone. <laughs>